Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Temple Meetings with Jesus podcast. Um, this is episode 37. We're going to be continuing our marriage series today with our fourth um, fourth in the series, and it's going to be on intimacy. Um, and just kind of as an introduction, uh, think back on some of the different shifts you might have worked on or different departments you've worked with or, or whatever it may be. Um, I think back over my 20 plus years that I was, uh, on the, on the line and, uh, you know, I worked with many different shifts and many different people and, um, just like with everything, there's times that shifts just didn't get along real good that, um, there was little problems maybe on the shift and, you know, and, and those problems would spill over into the job. I mean, you know, if we run a call, um, sometimes things didn't go as smooth as, as it did on other shifts uh, or with other people. So you think about about some of the different shifts that you've worked on or some of the different departments you've worked with as far as that goes. Um, what makes that happen? What makes... Some shifts, some departments work really, really good together, and what makes some that maybe don't work so good together. So you know what the difference I think is. I think it's the the knowledge in their individual job, as well as their overall the overall job of the department. I think it's a desire that you have to be the best, that you want to be the best, and you want to do the best job that you can do it's a love for the job another way of saying this is that firefighters intimately know each other and they know what each other is supposed to do um as an officer uh it was always a blessing to be part of a team where you didn't have to say anything you pull up on the scene of whatever it might be and and your people knew exactly what they were supposed to do, and they come off the truck ready to work. And um, and it just worked so much smoother. So think about that a little bit. Now think about how your marriage would be if you put that same effort and that same time into knowing your spouses. Husbands and wives living together in harmony and unity the way God intended it to be. You can have that kind of relationship, but like firefighting, you have to work at it, and it's a desire. It has to be that, you have to have that desire to be the best. So love and genuine and honest communication builds intimacy. Make no mistake about it that God designed two complete strangers to become intimate in marriage. Genesis 2.24 says that this is why a man leaves his father and mother and bonds with his wife and they become one flesh. So intimacy is generally referred to as a close, familiar, and unusual affection or loving personal relationship with another person. Another way of saying it is it's a close association with or detailed knowledge or deep understanding of a person it's not always just sexual in nature 
it's emotional, it's spiritual, and then you have the physical aspect, kind of like the fire triangle. Just like a company that does not work well together, or don't learn together, or don't grow together, marriages cannot grow and flourish if one or both marriage partners do not learn to be intimate with their spouse. 1 John 4, 7, and 8 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. Intimacy involves knowledge, and it involves actions. So let's talk a little bit about the marriage intimacy triangle. Emotionally, a lot of times, that's not easy for a man. A lot of times, it's hard for a man to to show his emotions. You know, when we talk about intimacy, a lot of times men typically want to talk about the physical or the sexual aspect. But that's only part of what couples need in order to follow biblical intimacy. Matthew 9, 4 says, But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? God intimately knows everything about us. He knows our thoughts. He knows our desires and our intentions. God provides emotional stability to our lives. Our spouses are part of that emotional stability. How many errors on, uh, that have happened on fire grounds when a firefighter is going through emotional distress in their marriage? How many injuries may have, been, may have happened? How many buildings have suffered more damage than they should have? because of the emotional distress of a marriage. In order to intimately know our spouse, we must be a student of him or her, like studying for a promotional exam where we know everything there is to know about the fire department books. We must commit to studying our spouses. When we we intimately know our spouse, then we can do those things that provide for the emotional stability. Guess what? If you provide your wives with what they need and desire, the emotional and the the intimacy, then they will begin to provide you with what you need and desire. More on that physical intimacy line. So now the second thing we'll look at is spiritually. 1 John 3, 1 says that, Behold, What manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us, because it did not know him. And then we see in Joshua 2.25, But take careful heed to do the commandment and the law which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you to love the Lord your God, to walk, in all his ways, to keep his commandments, to hold fast to him, and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. When couples begin to live their lives like that together, 
The focus is then taken off of them and placed on things that matter, namely the things of God. Mysteriously, couples who choose to do this will benefit from getting closer to each other. They'll get closer emotionally, they'll get closer spiritually, and they'll be closer physically. So think about this. Think about the, a triangle. We know the, the fire triangle. Think about this triangle that we were just talking about. You've got to have God first, and then man and woman, and the, we all come together with three different uh, parts of our being. We have a body. We have a soul. And we have a spirit. And when you place God first, and then you have man and woman separate, second and third, then everything comes together the way it's supposed to. So think about this. You should be praying together. You should be attending a Bible-believing church together. You should be reading God's Word together fellowshipping with other Christian couples, ministering to other couples. So now the physical aspect. That's the third part of the, of the triangle. What does, what does God say about sex or sexuality? God created sex. God created men and women as sexual beings, giving them the ability to reproduce and express love to each other and to enjoy one another within the marriage setting. Proverbs 5, 18 and 19 says, Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice with the wife of your youth. As a loving deer and a graceful doe, let her breast satisfy you at all times and always be enraptured with her love. 1 Corinthians 7, 3 and 4 says, Let the husband render to his wife with the affection due her, and likewise also the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. And likewise, the husband does not have authority over his body, but the wife does. God intended man and woman, women to be together in order to fulfill the needs of the other person. When we become selfish, and motivated by selfish desires. We taint the marriage relationship and typically do not have a great marriage. On the fire ground, you think about this, you have two different types of, of fire truck with two different types of functions. You have the engine company that puts out fires utilizing the water in their hoses. The truck company, they gain entry for the engine company. They rescue trapped civilians. They place ladders at windows and remove smoke. Independently, neither could boast of having the ability to perform every function on the fire ground and to extinguish the flames, but working together and intimately knowing what the other is doing and responsibility being responsible will allow the emergency to be dealt with and the area returned to a sense of normalcy. Our marriage is the same way. So in closing, we I want to leave you with some practical skills 
for successful, intimate marriage. First off, faithfully, faithfulness to each other for a lifetime. Rejoicing in each other, even laughing with each other. Satisfying each other's emotionally, spiritually, and sexually. Accepting each other as a blessing from the Lord. Recognizing the great value of your spouse. Recognizing how much you need you can be used to to bring delight and satisfaction to your spouse. Living happily with each other, not doing things that will upset them. Talking together about life, about the Lord, and spiritual things. Giving thanks to the Lord to, together. Submitting to each other. And finally, loving each other as passionately as Christ loved the church and died for it. So your application for first responders is to study your spouse. Learn all you can about them so that you can better please them. It's not all about you. Rather, it's about working together as a team in order to better serve God. So I'm going to leave you with three discussion questions. How does the world view intimacy within a marriage? How does God view intimacy within a marriage? And how can you become more intimate with your spouse? So your Bible verse uh, memorization this week is Hebrews 13.4. And I'm reading now the New King James. It says, Marriage is honorable among all, and the bed undefiled. But fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. So I leave you with this prayer that that you might know your spouse better and, and that you can find ways to, to please them and that uh, you can live that more intimate life and that um, your marriage will just flourish. But as always, if you need anything, reach out to us here at the, the ministry. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to uh, be that that person that, that can just be there to listen and, and um, there'll be no judgment. Is It'll be, um, we'll give you an honest uh, person to sit there and listen to. And if you run a call that you need to talk about or whatever it might be, um, feel free to reach out to us. That's what we're here for. That's what we want to do. Um, I'm excited to see how God is going to use this ministry. I, I think that we're getting ready to see um, – some stuff happening and I really am looking forward to it but um again if you need us don't hesitate to call don't hesitate to reach out and until next time stay safe god bless and everybody have a good week take care thanks bye